The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And in this podcast, we're going to discuss the hottest topics in the ever-changing world of search engine optimization. Joining us again today is Jordan Cooney, who is both a renowned SEO strategist and the general manager of Search Metrics US. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic of pruning your content to ensure your site's maximum efficiency. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Looking forward to sharing a few tips on pruning and content uh, management. So I'm sure that somewhere in this podcast, there's going to be plenty of gardening jokes. Um, Let's just start off by asking you, uh, you know, how, how green of a thumb do you have? And are you much of a gardener? Um... Yeah, I, I would say that's definitely one of my weaknesses. Um, I, I certainly enjoy getting in the backyard and taking care of the plants, but certainly not one of my strengths by any stretch of the imagination. More time in front of a laptop than rolling around in the dirt in the backyard, but I guess that's good for this podcast now, isn't it? It is. I'm great with laptops, not with topsoil. So that's how it works. <laughs> great, great. Okay. Well, the the joke that we're making here is, you know, the topic of pruning, which really we mean calling through your content and and deleting posts or removing posts or archiving posts that are no longer relevant to make sure that Google is focusing on the content that you want them to prioritize. And so uh, we're going to talk about a couple different topics. You know, what exactly is pruning or calling your content? How do you know when to do it? How often you should do it? And what can you expect from a good hearty prune. 
Um, so with that said, Jordan, let's start, start off by talking about the first topic. Um, you know, what is the goal of, of pruning or of, of going through and culling your content? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really a, an exercise of prioritization at its core. Um, what we're looking for here is how do you ensure that the best content, the least duplicative or repetitive content is showing up on your website? It's really about, you know, how, how do you maintain things? I mean, the best way to describe the situation is, you know, every spring you got to clean your garage and you got to get rid of things that just don't belong in there. Some, some parts are trash. Some parts need to be sold. And, and some parts need to be like given back to like, you know, other people that <laughs> are the original owner. And that, that's kind of the, the exercise of content consolidation or, or pruning. And, um, and it's, and it's something that every website needs to go through. And, and very similar to cleaning the garage, it's, it's likely an exercise that needs to be done more frequent than you think. I just did a quick Google search on pruning and obviously pulled up a, a gardening reference and, According to this, pruning is the selective removal of plants, including branches, buds, leaves, blooms, and roots. And prunings can involve the removal of living, dying, or dead plants. Uh, and, and to me, that's a, a similar metaphor where you have to go through and basically pick what is the uh, area of either a plant or your SEO that you want to grow the most. And you sort of trim the things that don't have a chance at being successful away to give as much sunlight, energy, focus, uh, you know, or, or link juice in this case uh, to, you know, what your priority is. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. And, and, and I think the hard part for most folks that are trying to go through this exercise, I think the most, the novelty behind this is that there's, there's no set method, you know, um, in Google, um, as well as webmasters and engineers and technical people, they're not going to like going to walk up to this situation and say, "This is the de facto way of doing your pruning." They're not going to like give you some shearing scissors and say, "You must cut down the tree," or they're not going to give you a you know a saw and say, "Cut down the tree," and they're not going to give you a shovel and say, "Shovel the tree out of the dirt." It's really dependent on various scenarios. And I think that's what makes this exercise really challenging. So you're getting on to the topic of how do you know what to prune, right? What are the articles that you or the web pages that you should deprioritize or unpublish? Let's start off by talking about whether you move content or deprioritize it or unpublish it. How do you look at what is in line to get a demotion? And then what do you do with a piece of content that you do want to uh, make a change with? Yeah, so this is a great question, right? The core of the question is, hey, where do you start with this content uh, removal, content consolidation, or content pruning process? Um, You know, and and it really starts with understanding your, your core performance or analytics. Uh, one of the things that a lot of businesses don't take into account is the historical record of um, number of sessions or traffic uh, to the ratio of pages you have. Um, what often happens in these situations is that you have this massive bloating process that happens on your website. Um, and bloating can happen for a variety of different reasons, but the the bloating process 
all of a sudden balloons the number of pages and increases the number of pages. And before you know it, the number of pages that actually receive traffic significantly decreases um, to the to the number of pages that you actually have on the site as a whole. So so basically this ratio gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So you know at one point you might have on average one session or one click per page and then suddenly you decrease to like 0.2. And when those things happen, you've got to ask yourself, well why is that? Why is the number of visitors or the number of sessions or activities that occur on my pages decreasing to the number of pages I have on my site as a whole. It's not a metric most websites look at, but it's a great way to understand, especially as an SEO, or when you're looking at search traffic specifically, what's going on. Is something happening? Is something changing? So let me make sure that I understand that. You're saying the metric that you look at is the number of sessions per page, not a specific page, but overall. That's correct. Yep. That's a great way to start. It's a great place to start. And, and why is that important? The reason it's important is because uh, one of the realizations that we've come to in the industry is that a lot of folks aren't really looking at content on a, a on an aggregate level. They're not looking at it on a macro level. And so what, what actually is going on is that a lot of people are thinking about content on a real micro level. They're saying, oh man, this particular article or oh, this particular... Um, product page or this particular category page is not performing really well. How do we fix it? And when you're when you're in that at that depth at that level, you often forget like, well, what's going on in my website at a you know macro level? What's what's going on with all my category pages? Did I go from like one thousand to a, a million category pages? Was it an accident by the engineering team or the product team to release something that? miraculously ballooned up the number of category pages. These things happen. They happen frequently. And, you know, the reality is that that's one of the starting places for most websites when it comes to understanding, did something happen over the last six months, the last year, the last three years, even in some cases? And for for a lot of old tech companies, you know, the the big websites out there, this is something that's happened over the last decade or more where their websites have become so big, it's really hard to understand what's of value on these sites. So essentially, the metric that you mentioned, which is the sessions per page, is the way that you look in aggregate to see how likely your content in aggregate is to attract a visitor. Well, let's put it this way. Another way to look at this is it's understanding how many pages are actually generating any value. Mm-hmm. You know, because if someone isn't if, if someone isn't visiting your pages, well then clearly there's a problem. And here's the interesting thing for the folks on this on this podcast, it's not just about SEO sessions or SEO visitors or search visitors. It's also looking at it on on a bigger scale than that, right? It's looking at just in general, like are are people trafficking these pages, browsing these pages, finding these pages in search? It's just understanding on, 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 on a macro level, are there users that are ending up on these pages? And is there a segment of my site where users are never ending up? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. It's, it's, it's remarkable, but it happens more often than you think. Right. And to me, when I hear that of like, you have 0.2 sessions per page, that means only one out of five of the pages on a website is getting a visitor. 
in a given period of time, right? It's 20% of your, of your pages are actually visited, which is an interesting metric to think about. Yeah, and every site kind of varies on these things. And I think this is, this is an interesting point, right? Because content consolidation, or, or as, as I often call it, content deprecation. Um, pruning. Pruning, or pruning, it's of course. Um, it's often an exercise that many of the large websites, you know, the big websites um, are typically dealing with. But you'd be you'd be surprised. Um, you know, there are there are bloggers who often encounter this this problem because what they end up doing or what they, what ends up happening on on a really small blog is that a lot of the content is very similar, very very overlapped, and the attention that Google can give to a particular topic or a particular theme is limited, and so you you can be remarkably surprised by. Um, how much of your content or how many of your pages might just not be generating any any attention or awareness, not only just from search, but, but even from your users or your visitors. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, so you're going to look at your sessions per page to have an understanding of what sections of your website are actually getting activity. And that helps you determine, you know, when there is inactivity, you should consider deprecating or pruning those pages. Um, Is there any thought to, you know moving pages or relisting or changing pages or when you're going through this process and you realize that you have pages that are not performing do you just you know hack them off and kill them so the reality is is solving for for deprecation and and pruning of content uh, can be a challenging process and there, and there are fundamentally two steps to um, discovering what is actually driving, this issue. Uh, one of them is, is typically uh, a traditional method, which is more of understanding the source, right? Is there, is there something that's particularly driving this issue? A great example of that is, historically, there have been things like um, tagging or um, setting a, a methodology in your, in your blog or in your content to show 
um, content based on, say, dates or or some sort of categorization. And what all of a sudden happens is that you're showing all these pages that essentially have the exact same content because there isn't much differentiation between tags or there isn't much differentiation between the content within particular dates or of time. And so that's one source, you know, one process that you can find this problem out, which is kind of diving into the source and seeing if that source is the, is the driver. Yeah. So essentially, there are some common threads in pages that can be causing the issue, right? You're posting a bunch of content on the same day. And so Google says, well, these posts are all old. We're not going to give them a lot of attention. Or you have the same tagging structure and Google prioritizes one of the pages, not all of them, because they look duplicative. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that that's one of the, the methodologies to kind of understand, hey, what's going on in my site and, and why is this happening? Um, another one that's a little less um, clear at times for, for some brands is uh, essentially this um, process by which a website starts to generate a tremendous amount of um, repetitive content. And Google has a lot of different terminologies for this, and, and the search industry has a lot of different terminologies for this. But essentially what, what, what it comes down to is when you look at two different scenarios, are they the same thing or are they different? And, and I'll give you an example. One of the most common ones is in the e-commerce space, which is called refinements. Refinements are how do you define what is a particular product, right? You can refine something based on price. You can refine something based on color. You can refine something based on size. And this is a common issue for many e-commerce players. And I'm sure that the folks that are in the e-commerce space will sympathize with this, which is all of a sudden your refinement can just totally blow up the number of pages that look exactly the same because what you're showing is the exact same set of shoes within, say, a price category. Or you're showing the exact same set of shoes based on a color parameter. And this creates a lot of really thin and useless content that Google, and genuinely speaking, I think users find annoying and useless. Mm -hmm. So that's one example. This exact same issue happens across a lot of different industries, not just e-commerce. It can happen in um, news and media, where you show topic-based similarities. Um, It can happen in... Um, you know, community sites um, like a Yelp or a um, other community or UGC generated websites where you have a lot of ambiguous type of content that can be categorized in very similar ways. And so this is a very common and very uh, frequent challenge that many uh, websites uh, face and, and have to deal with. Okay, so there's essentially content that Google looks at and says is duplicative in e-commerce because there's only small variations to the page, which makes sense for why that doesn't rank very well because Google is saying it already exists multiple different places. What do you do with those types of pages? Yes. So how you go about uh, treating these symptoms is um, a pretty pretty funny and challenging uh, topic um, because... What ends up happening is that there's um, a multitude of, of rules that you can use to control these things. Yeah. For everyone listening to this episode, the 
the challenging part is, well, how do I fix it, right? And the most common way to fix it is just remove the page, like kill it, destroy it, like remove it from your website. It sounds like a pretty common sense thing to do. But the reality is, is that that's not always the thing to do. Um, and it's not always a approach that you can take at scale. I think that's one of the things that is really hard to understand and comprehend. And that's why there's a multitude of different ways that you can go about fixing it. It includes uh, redirects. It includes um, consolidation exercises. It can include uh, leveraging different tools like um, blocking. So you can block content from Google in particular using uh, things like robots.txt. Or you can also use um, measures like um, the, the meta directive, which is on a particular page, you can use a directive that states, Google, do not, do not crawl and do not index this particular page. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a collection of, of tools that exist. And the hard part, uh, and this is the, the challenge about the whole thing about pruning is it's not that easy. And, and, and the solutions aren't always, you know, step one, step two. There's, there's, there's multiple paths that you can take. I think the thing that concerns me going through a pruning process is you're deleting pages, you're taking them out of the rankings, and if you're not precise and if you take out the wrong pages, uh, you can negatively impact your performance. And I think that's one of the reasons why people avoid pruning. Um, but that said, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about you know, how often you should go through this process and what are the results you can expect if you do it the right way? Oh, um, so there's a couple ways to look at this uh, particular topic. So the first thing is, how often do you go through this process? That really depends on how frequently you got, you're, you're, you're changing content on your website. So uh, if you are changing content on your website in a large scale, say on a, on a, on a weekly, monthly basis... This is something that you want to look at at minimum on a quarterly basis. Uh, and this, this goes to the big websites, right? So this goes to the um, multi-million, in some cases, up to the hundreds of millions of pages uh, in Google Index. So th- we're, we're really talking about like the top, top 500 websites that are, that are on the internet here when, when you're talking at that kind of scale. Um, now, there's also the, the factor that when you're not at that scale, what, what is it that you should be looking at? So that's another set of questions that you should be asking yourself, which is like, are there changes that are going on on our website that could create a sudden dynamic set of, of changes? So are you doing through a migration? Are you doing any changes to navigation, site structure? So whenever there's an, a taxonomy or a structural change to your site that could all of a sudden increase the number of pages or the number of um, access points to content, you always want to be doing this exercise and you always want to be evaluating how many pages Google is indexing and looking at. And so there's two pieces to this. The first one in my first example is, hey, how often, how frequently are you publishing or adding content to your site? That's the first set of criteria. The second set of criteria is, are there certain um, technical or uh, transitional changes that are happening on the website that might require me to evaluate this. On the first one, it's more of like cadence. You probably, for your site, you might want to be doing something on a quarterly, um, annually, annual basis. 
On, on the latter one, it's, it's more de- determined based on, say, your product roadmap or some of the changes that might be happening on, on your site. So essentially, there's two different methodologies here. One is setting a cadence to review your content to make sure that you're removing anything that isn't performing uh, or is duplicative from your site. And you could do that based on how much you're posting content. So if you're posting a high volume of content, do it quarterly. If you're not posting a ton of content, you could probably get away with it uh, with a pruning process once a year. And then there's when you have big events where you're transitioning parts of your sites, you're changing the underlying taxonomy. When you have a lot of moving pieces, you also want to be going back through and making sure that everything that Google is crawling is something that you think is going to have value. Yep. Okay, so uh, give us some last words of advice going through the pruning process. Uh, wh- what else should SEOs know? So fundamentally, this is a really challenging process for most SEOs, um, editorial teams, content owners, um, webmasters, because it's really hard to let go. I mean, oftentimes these are assets or um, structural elements on a website that have existed for a long time. And there's either an owner of them or someone had the idea behind this. And so it's just hard to let go. And people don't want to let go of things that already exist. It's human nature to some degree. So I think it's it's really important. It's very prudent for folks to think about that and understand that, that that's, that's the challenge. That's the hurdle oftentimes because sure, the technical implementation is challenging. Sure, the the, the process of discovering this can, can also be challenging. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of connection and um, sentiment to much of this content. And that, that can be oftentimes the hardest part in terms of getting people to let go. Now, the reality is that one of the greatest things, I, in, in my opinion, and I've, I've had this experience both at search metrics and, and outside of search metrics, is sometimes you just need to have someone else from the outside come in and help take a look at these situations. And that's something that we've done often at search metrics, which is come in and objectively say, hey, look, there are certain parts of a website you don't need to have, and you should get rid of these because it's going to help your business overall. And so um, if it comes to that point, it's, it's often very useful to have that second set of eyes to help you make that decision. Just like landscaping, sometimes it's useful to pull that old dead tree stump out of the ground to let something else grow there. And with that, uh, I think we'll use a gardening metaphor to wrap up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find links to his bio in our show notes, or you can shoot him an SEO-related tweet to JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E on Twitter. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have any general marketing questions or if you want to talk about podcasting, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we would be honored for you to leave a review in the Apple iTunes store. It's a great way for us to share our learnings about SEO and content marketing. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers you're looking for are always in the data. Thank you.